Welcome to episode 15 of Biz Talk with Bill Roy. Our goal for this podcast, as always, to provide you with insight into the people, places, and organizations that make up Wichita's important business community. Thanks for listening. The weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal is, of course, available today. Preparing for retirement. Are you where you need to be? This week's big story is about what you can do at any age to begin or continue to save for your golden years. It's another part of our special report on money in America. The package takes us from our 20s through the retirement years and provides advice about how you can prepare to enjoy the fruits of your labor. You've worked pretty hard for that. Also this week, we spend 10 minutes with the president of the Kansas Fiber Network, Mike Brigman. He's working with a group of Kansas companies to get Kansas connected. This week's list, Wichita's largest private companies ranked by revenue. We were able to get numbers from federal records on companies that have applied for work contracts. And check out our leads section for new corporations, real estate deals, new lawsuits, and who owes state and federal taxes. All that and much more in this week's Wichita Business Journal. Welcome to the Wichita Business Journal Biz Talk Podcast. Talking business is what the commercial banking team here at Equity Bank does best. Visit equitybank.com slash napkin dash stories. Ron Estes became the 4th District Congressman from Kansas in an April special election. He replaced Mike Pompeo, who resigned to become Director of Central Intelligence. Episode 15 is part two of our discussion. In part one, Congressman Estes talked about Texas relief money, what people told him at his town hall gatherings, and we discussed NAFTA and trade, oil and gas, health care, and privatizing air traffic control. I need to tell you our discussion took place last week, but before the DACA decision and the president's decision to go with the Democrats and the government funding and debt ceiling package. We pick up in part two talking about manufacturing in South Central Kansas and what can be done to support it. He also talks about technical education versus college tax reform, and his message for owners of small and medium-sized businesses. How about manufacturing? Obviously, we're a manufacturing district. We make a lot of things, not only airplanes, but deodache, uh, cobalt boats, things like that. Uh, what are you hearing from your manufacturing constituents, and, and how do you help them? Yeah, I think the, the biggest things there in a couple of ways. One, making sure that we, we continue to keep our export markets open um, and, and working to grow our economy. Uh, that's that's probably the thing that has suffered so much over the last uh, few years. Uh, you know, the last 10 years or so, our economic growth has ranged into 2 to 2 and a quarter percent. Some people in, in South Central Kansas are saying it's been lower than that just because of some of the issues that, you know, happened after after the recession and, and the impact on particularly aviation. Um, and, of course, recently with, uh, with agri prices and, and oil prices. Right. Uh, but uh, once we can get the economy growing again, which I think we'll do with tax reform, and I think we can do with regulatory reform, help get that economy up into the 3 to 3.5% three range, which is more typical of what's happened since World War II, uh, then we'll see more money in everybody's pockets. We'll have more jobs. We'll have higher wages. Um, and, and people will be better able to spend um, you know, their, their money on what they want. So that's a big piece is get that, get that economy growing the other thing that we talk a lot about, and this relates to one of my other committees that I'm on, is the Education Workforce Committee, is how do we make sure we have an educated workforce that's available to, to do the work in the marketplace? And we're pushing in our committee 
um, you know, over the years, we've, we've kind of done a disservice in terms of telling high school students that go to college, get a, get a bachelor's degree, any degree in any, any area, and, right. and you'll be a success. You'll have, be, be financially off better, you know, better off than you would have been. And, and that's just not the case. We have a lot of people that have degrees that uh, don't have jobs in the degrees that they studied. Uh, maybe just got a degree they weren't expecting a, a job in that arena have student loans that impacts right. what they can do elsewhere have people that went a couple of years and said this isn't my interest it's mm-hmm. not my aptitude at all and so one of the things that we want to make sure we we encourage from the federal level is making sure that we look at career education and and preparing people for a career and and some different careers depending on what you choose may require a bachelor's degree or, or doctorate or mm-hmm. master's in, in other arenas uh, some may require an associate degree and some may require some technical certification or or some other process. So we're we're trying to promote that. We're looking at the Higher Education Reauthorization Act, which is which is coming up later this fall, and trying to push through how do we how do we promote the mindset of career education as opposed to um, uh, well that person should go to technical training and, right. and and to some degree look down on those individuals mm-hmm. who who don't necessarily choose a bachelor's degree and and that's not what we should do today because there's so many jobs that uh, people aren't trained for that are good paying jobs and uh, that you know we we've, we've kind of looked down on and the pendulum swinging a little bit um, you know for several years there we saw high schools that were getting out of having a votech career path right. and going just specifically to a, a college prep and now we're seeing more of that uh, come back in and uh, you know let's look back at those other options uh, I know the state of Kansas is one of the leaders in that regards of, of promoting getting a certificate while you're in high school uh, and and help uh, that that costs help paid for by the state uh, there's some extra value for the high school there's there's value for the student that graduates ready to go to work um, right out of high school and, and we're doing some neat things here in, in South Central Kansas. Right. Uh, I was able to bring our chairwoman of a committee, uh, Virginia Fox, in and uh, toured her around at uh, Wichita State Campus. So we got to see the Go Innovate uh, facility mm-hmm. there and, and uh, went out to NCAT and looked at the training facility there. So it was, it was a great opportunity to talk about some of the great things that we're doing here. One of the events you went to uh, on your break was the Cuyahoga Convention, Oil and Gas folks. Uh, what was their message to you? Uh, obviously, things have been kind of tough over the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. oil and gas prices have been down, and, and uh, they, they seem to have stabilized a little bit the last few months, but obviously they're way down from where they were uh, three years ago. So uh, the, the, the companies are still trying to figure out how to, how to uh, you know, uh, exist, operate in, in this environment. Uh, obviously, that's had a major impact on our, our economy just from the standpoint of the number of jobs and the number of uh, support services that, uh, you know, aren't aren't being uh, uh, effectively finali- uh, f- uh, funded and, and operated now with, with that lower cost. So that was one of those messages is let's get the economy growing so that we can have more demand and make sure that things move forward. Uh, it was kind of interesting. One of the one of the comments that came out of that um, was that uh, several of the uh, people in the audience were talking about whether uh, one talking about wanting us to get things done, mm-hmm. and uh, most questions were centered around uh, the Senate rules, and particularly as it regards the filibuster and whether that that should uh, be done away with now, so that uh, the Senate can be more able to to accomplish things. Right. 
One of the things you'll also have to do when you get back to uh, Washington, D.C., is talk about tax reform. Uh, how is that debate going to go? Yeah, you know, tax reform's tough. Um, it's been 31 years since 1986, since the federal government's had major tax reform. And, um, you know, it's been worked on for five or six years at, at the federal level uh, in terms of uh, going back and forth about some of the issues. And I think we're at a point right now where there's some well-defined issues that are not Republican issues, not Democrat issues, uh, and, and particularly look at two things um, that, that really stand out. One is the top-end corporate tax rate. Uh, our, our corporate tax rate is the third highest out of 188 countries in the world. And so when we look to compete internationally trying to sell products, uh, that affects the, the prices that we can, we can uh, sell our products for, affects the margins and the impact on the businesses. Now, granted, every business doesn't pay the, the top rate, but you have to be concerned about that as you, you grow and as you, you sell more. And so uh, there's a big, strong effort to look at how do we lower that, that cor- corporate rate so that we're more competitive with other countries. The other thing that's out there is that the U.S. tax code wants to double tax profits that are earned overseas. And we're the only developed country that does that. So, you know, if a U.S. corporation has operations in Asia or China or South America, makes profit there, pays their taxes in that country in which they operate on, um, they can't bring that money back to the United States without paying uh, U.S. taxes if it were earned here. And what that does is it keeps corporations to leave that money overseas so they invest in plants over there. There's roughly $3 trillion now that are trapped overseas uh, that if we can free up a way to get that back into the United States, maybe do a 5 or 10% tax rate on what's been earned already, uh, and then bring that $3 trillion back. We can use it for more plant development, more new plants, expansions, more jobs, uh, higher pay, uh, more dividends. Uh, and that, that'll be just a huge boom for the U.S. economy. So those are two drivers that they're not necessarily Republican or Democrat issues. Uh, even you know the Obama administration recognized some of the tax issues were driving business decisions. Uh, I know the ranking Democrat member on the, the Ways and Means Committee has talked about getting the, the tax rate down in the 25 to 28% range. Of course, on the, on the Republican side, some are talking is trying to get down to as low as 15%. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, I'd be expecting it more in the 20 to 25% range as, as the rate that, that uh, we can get it down to. And then, and then look at the deductions that, you know, all these special interests that, that, right. uh, and loopholes that have been added in over the years because the rate's so high. Mm-hmm. So if we can get the rate high then, or rate down, then we don't have to worry as much about what those, uh, the impacts of those loopholes and, and businesses can operate and keep things moving. One of the things we want to make sure that we include in that is that we, we also look at the individual rate. So as we're lowering the, the corporate rate, uh, because so many small businesses, so many uh, subchapter S's and sole, part, uh, sole proprietorships and partnerships uh, pay, are taxed on the individual rate, we don't want to leave that rate high as well. So the, there's a wide variety of things that are being looked at by the Ways and Means Committee, uh, including looking at you know, how do we increase the standard deduction? Uh, how do we make sure that rates get adjusted lower for uh, all tax brackets and and simplify that that tax code in general and you know i believe there's a a good opportunity for us to do that uh, this fall and and get tax reform in and and passed and making sure that uh, you know we can use that to help jumpstart the economy as well what is your overall message for folks who run small and medium-sized businesses here in the fourth district Um, and what would you like to hear back from them yeah 
I, I think the, the big thing that, uh, you know, when I talk about it is, one, uh, let's look at getting our regulatory reform in-house so that we can help get the economy growing. Uh, over and over you hear that's that's a major problem that uh, they're seeing in terms of how do you get your business started up, which some of that relates to state, some of it's federal level. Uh, and then once you're up and running, how do you address some of those silly, arcane, sometimes seems like they're punitive rules mm-hmm. that uh, come out of the federal government. So I know that's a big mission of, of President Trump is how do we actually go make things better and, and make that more workable. We're focusing on some things in our committees as well in terms of how do we how do we work to streamline some of those operations. I guess one of the things that I might ask uh, is that as people run into issues or if they have questions or problems, uh, reach out to our office. And uh, there, there's always... Once we become more aware of the in-depth issues and, and how we can address them, there's things we can do, um, whether it's approaching an agency directly uh, or whether it's approaching a, you know, a letter to the secretary of that particular agency and work that route. Uh, other options and we can look at is, you know, how do we actually get some legislation in, pass, in place and pass to, uh, to, to correct some of those problems that are, that are burdens that uh, slow down businesses. You were elected in April, uh, almost immediately went to D.C. What's it been like to work in D.C., and was it what you thought it would be? It, it's really been a whirlwind. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> uh, it's been four months, a little over four months, and uh, uh, actually four months and a week, I guess. But, right. Uh, so we had to go through the whole process of getting things set up, getting the office set up, and, and working both the, the, the D.C. office as well as the, uh, the Wichita office. And, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the quirks in this process of the special election is all the employees had to resign the day before the election, and they changed the locks on the office door. And, <laughs> and yeah, so it's, it's really uh, you start from scratch. Right. So uh, it, was, it was getting up to speed, you know, figuring out the, the best route from my office to the floor to vote and, and uh, getting on committees. So that, that's been a, a, a hectic whirlwind uh, to get, get to that. Uh, I think we've we've uh, landed in a very good place from that standpoint. Uh, the two committees I'm on are great. I mean, uh, home, both Homeland Security and, and Education and Workforce are, are committees that really affect us here in the district a lot, uh, as well as, you know, making an impact in, in the country. Uh, that's That's been wonderful. Um, you know, I um, people ask me a lot of whether it was what I expected or not. And you know, I, I'd done a lot uh, over the years with government. I mean, I actually spent time going to D.C. and talking about issues that affected the state, affected the state treasurer's office. And, and so, you know, I kind of expected a little bit uh, mm-hmm. of, of what, uh, what I was going to see going on. The surprising thing is I'm enjoying it a little bit more than I thought. Uh, so I don't know if that says something about <laughs> that, me or says my expectations so, yeah. that I had going in. But it, it's a good opportunity to touch base in a lot of different areas. Um, you know, when you're state treasurer, you have uh, some roles and responsibilities, but they're pretty well defined in terms of, of what, what that area is. And, and here you touch a lot of different things. And so I'm, I'm really – one of the things that surprised me that I, that I really enjoy is uh, having visits from uh, – people that that drop in now we have we have of course associations that you know that are based in dc that drop in but lots of times uh businesses and groups do fly-ins and visits to the capitol and and uh, stop by the office and see us and this summer we've had a lot of uh, tourists i mean family taking their family vacation and coming up and and stopping by the office when they were there so that that's been a great thing to see people from the district you've said you want to keep the job of course the two-year terms a little different for you after after having gone through four-year terms uh, how long you want to be in this in this office? Yeah, I, you know I, I'm enjoying this. I, I plan to run for re-election. Uh, it, it's uh, 
it's something that I, I don't know that I had a vision that this is where I was going to end up, uh, but it seems like it's it's a great a great fit for uh, some of the skills and ability that I've developed over the years. Um, I don't have a, a fixed view of uh, how long I'm going to be here. Uh, probably thinking in the eight to ten years and, and looking at how that um, that makes sense. Uh, I mean, my main driver, more so than the number of years, is is being able to contribute and making sure that uh, you know we've added value and. You know, hopefully, um, you know, probably one of my, my number one goals is, is making sure that um, we try to get the budget under control. I mean, we just can't keep spending more money than we bring in. Right. And I want to make sure that uh, uh, it's not a, a one-year fix. I mean, it's going to take right. two or three years to get, get that uh, turned around and headed in the right direction. But when I look at the legacy that I want to leave my kids, uh, you know, I don't want to leave them uh, you know, a $21 trillion debt, which right. is which is where we're at right now. Right. Tax reform, budgets, health care, you've got a lot on your plate as you head back to D.C. Fourth District Congressman Ron Estes, thank you very much for being with us on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about things that are going on in Washington. Estes says he's getting used to working in Washington. He's living out of his office, like many of his colleagues. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are our favorites, so we created our own series. Visit equitybank.com napkin stories to watch the startup stories of great businesses across the Midwest. Well, that's Biz Talk with Bill Roy for this week. On behalf of the great staff of the Wichita Business Journal, thanks once again for listening. Thanks again to our producer, Brittany Showalter, and to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.